and we're live good morning guys how you doing welcome to the episode of the neutral podcast i'm your host david and we're talking football today i'm sorry my non-football fans there's just so much happening in the world of football that i just cannot ignore so it's really interesting because during the, during the week i i should have recorded immediately after the europa league final but i wanted to wait to see how the champions league final panned out so i would just make it, it just it would just make some things easier for example two manchester clubs are losers <laughs> the two manchester clubs are losers and they, and they each one is they're going to do over the bragging rights of the competition they lost in they're going to go over the bragging rights of the competitions they lost in rather than the fact that they are both losers probably though or a lot of agendas were foiled during the week there's somebody i follow on twitter biola kazim he's a fan of Mourinho. And then Mourinho has history with Guardiola. Mourinho has history with Manchester United. A lot of the fact that um, you have considered that Manchester United fans hounded out Mourinho and, and um, the class of '92, the scores, the Ferdinand. Ferdinand is not a class of '92 though, but like class of '92, or as he likes to call, people like to call them the clowns of '92, hounded him out. You know about how they got pissed off when he won games, but you know the hypocrisy basically. You know things they would be upset at Mourinho for, but they will clap Oli for. So you know. That was one agenda for it. And Guardiola losing the Champions League final on Saturday. That's his second ever final that he's losing. The first, the last final he lost to was to Mourinho. Um, I think that was... Um, what, what match was that? Can't remember though. But I know that was the other final he lost. Not, not a Champions League final though. But like a, a domestic final. I think when Mourinho was at Real Madrid. That's when he lost a domestic final. If I remember correctly. I think it was a Copa del Rey. I think it was Copa del Rio. One of those finals. Can't remember. But that was the other final he has lost. But other than that, he has a, a good record of 14 over 6. Which is a very fair record. You know, a very fair record. I'm going to start with the Europa League final. Now, I didn't really watch the whole of the match. Um, because, to be fair... I mean, I watched the I watched him, but I didn't even watch the whole of the match. Well, let's just put it this way. Villarreal came up with a game plan and they knew how to stop Man United, like most teams would. They knew Man United do not have an answer to a team in low block. They knew Man United do not have an answer to certain um, certain tactics because they, especially for a team who rely a lot of t- counter attacks, because we know that Manchester United like to rely on counter attacks. They love their wins. So you come in with a low block and you shut you shut them out. You are able to shut them out more often than not. And which is what Villarreal came up with and won for it. There's some kind of twist in this whole story. Juan Foyt is on loan from Spurs. Spurs have a trophy drought at the moment. Juan Foyt is on loan at Spurs. He goes out and wins a trophy. Etienne Capu was sold by Spurs back in 2015. Obviously, personally, I supported his sale at the time because, let's be real, it wasn't working out. And to be honest with you, in as much as we could, we could say, oh, this player is doing well here, like Trippier and all that, but it would make no sense for me to go and get pissed off that sports sold them, especially when a lot of fans actually wanted them out because it didn't work out. You know, it didn't work out there. It's going to work out somewhere else. And it worked out for him at Villarreal. And now the chances of Juan Foyt returning, it's, um, it's funny that it might not happen because he might not return. And I don't blame him for that. And now people are getting upset. Oh, why was this? Are we going to forget the North London derby that Spurs lost 4 to where he was awful? I'm going to talk about the, the red card against Bromont. I'm going to talk about the game against Norwich City. Come on, man. Let's not, let's not pretend that Juan Foyt was a world-class player when he was at Spurs. And because, fine, you could argue that the loan helped him. But let's let Lombard should act like um, people didn't really support, like they didn't support his, his, um, his, his outgoing at the time. But back to the game. So United join the game 1-1 and then they go on to lose on penalties. 
penalty shootout. So Villarreal scored a goal first, and there were reports that Oli was shouting, was um, angry at Lindelof for losing his marker, Moreno. And Man United equalized via Cavani. Cavani is one of the strong. Immediately I saw the Cavani goal, I knew it was a goal. I knew it was going to be offside because like Cavani knows how to position himself, whereby the chance of him getting caught offside is very low. When I saw the goal, I like they're doing VR check for a certain amount of time. I was like, nah, they're gonna give this goal, and they gave it because Cavani knows how to do. This is this is years of Cavani is a predator, right? He's a predator. Years of he's, he's like this predator that has instincts that has been passed on from generation, 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 generations, and he just knows how to position himself. You know when a lion is lion is getting is getting mature and just knows how to hunt, especially lioness. They just know how there are certain things about them they just know how to to do and that's what Cavani just knew and then it wasn't outside it was a goal one one game on United kept playing huffing and puffing huffing and puffing nothing obviously the the momentum was on my United side they crank up the pressure and they were pressing and playing but Villarreal just resolute in their defending and then they held on for penalty shootout now penalty shootout is anybody's game and if David De here happened to be Unfortunately, it happened to be the guy who was going to be the scapegoat for the whole thing. It's sad though, but the hair is really a good, still a good goalkeeper, you know. But it's just, it's just kind of funny that he's being made to be the scapegoat for a penalty shootout. Penalty shootouts—they happen to anybody. It's not really any, it's anybody's game. And missing, he's a goalkeeper for goodness sake. Missing the penalty, for him to miss the penalty, it's not really. I know it's painful, but let's be real here. If I was a fan of a team. I'll be more upset at my team for going to penalty shootout when I know very well that it's a game of chance. You don't leave things to chance. If you want to win a final, you win it in a normal time or even the extra 30 minutes you're given. Right? You don't you don't go there hoping for it. Except you 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 practice, you're well drilled for a penalty shootout. When you're a team who do not practice penalty shootout, you don't go out there and or besides, if you're preparing for a final, you should prepare for every possible every possible outcome, right? You should prepare for a penalty shootout, you should prepare for a normal time, you know, everything prepare for everything. You supposed to have your designated penalty takers. You have to be ready that the penalty penalty that may take longer because it was 12 penalties to 11. You know, Villarreal won by 12 to 11 penalty by penalty that. Now, the the whole the, the game the United game, how that thing would have turned out was this right? Um, it was two way. Before that game, I, I analyzed that I, I looked at the whole situation and how it would look like if United were to win the Europa League final. This is with respect to the Mourinho thing because they've been able to get Mourinho's name out of their mouth for the past four years. It's been four years now, and he has sorry three years now that he left them, and the, almost three years rather. That was 2018 November or October around that period that he was sacked. It's been almost three years now, and they still not let, left the man alone. Every they follow him everywhere. He was at sports. They were monitoring sports. They were claiming that Dele Ali is gonna be this. This Dele agenda against Ndombele. Da 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 da. And now Mourinho has left sports. They don't longer care about those guys. Now they've run to Mourinho's at Roma now. Now they are saying it's gonna be Zaniolo. It's gonna be this guy. It's gonna be Vertu. It's gonna be this. Leave the man alone. For goodness' sake, he left your club alone. But I've never seen anybody like I've not seen I've not seen any anybody who really followed this guy. Like this. It's really funny. For somebody who you say you dislike, you follow him around everywhere. For goodness' sake, leave him alone. If you don't like, if I if I do not like certain things, I'm not even gonna bother myself. Checking, checking out for them. There are many things I don't like. And if I don't like them, I'm not going to bother you know, looking out for it. If I do not like uh, Z-Word, I do not like Indian movies, I'm not going to go around looking for Z-Word and trying to check or Bollywood, whatever. Trying to check because I don't like it. You know, there's no point for me to check, check, check. Let it exist in its own universe. You know? <laughs> so, now, before that match, 
they belittled every of Mourinho's achievements, you know, saying that, you know, it's the Europa League, it's a team pot trophy, it's a second-rate Euro- European trophy. They also said it's the easiest run to, to, to it was the easiest, um, this thing ever. You know, it was Rostov, it was Anderlecht, it was um, Celta Vigo, it was very easy, it was Ajax, some kids, Ajax kids in the final. Da, 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 da. You know, they did try to belittle that competition because Mourinho won it. They said it was a second-rate trophy and uh, now... Oli is in the final and now it's not a second rate. you want to win the trophy now I'm like seriously this is hypocrisy because if you think it's a second rate trophy be consistent here you know you should want to turn your nose up at it and say it's it's a second rate trophy and you're not going to want to win it but turning around and saying it's a second rate trophy turning around saying from when you said that it's a second rate trophy and now you're turning around and trying to celebrate it and I saw a tweet from one guy who tweeted that and people said and they're trying to talk about how they made they lost people talking about how uh, schools trying to say how they made progress schools Ferdinand and Hargreaves were in the studio and they're talking about how they made progress I'm like really this is the same schools who was upset that Mourinho went to Juventus and beat Juventus and they complained about his tactics that he didn't attend, attend anybody that the game has left him and meanwhile I've seen Oli pack the boss multiple times and these guys do not even bat an eye it's clear there was an agenda against the guy from day one because you know they didn't like him from his from their playing days and then even for that and it, it showed so um i i, I find it personally I, I, I thought Mourinho taking the united job was a mistake i think the only team Mourinho could have been able to manage in england was chelsea for me maybe chelsea sacked him should, i should have just stayed away gone to another country another, another league entirely repair his reputation because in my opinion Going to Man United, he already had a reputation that was a bit damaged by, you know, in Chelsea, right? Going back to Man United, in my opinion, wasn't really a great idea because, you know, it was, really, it was going to be easier. He was trying to rebuild a broken team, you know, and he, he didn't really have as much assurance or as much control as he would have liked as he did at United, at Chelsea, at Inter and Real. You know, that level of control where he could drop Casillas, sign Diego Lopez in January and bring him in. To become the first choice to keep and put Casillas on the bench, that kind of control he had, you know, he couldn't do that. He didn't have that. That he could ship out Mata, who was key to their Champions League, Champions League win in 2012, and bring in Fabregas just to accommodate Oscar as a number 10. And he won the league. You know, he was justified in his decision in doing that. So when when you when you see all these things, and he came to United, and he, he couldn't have that kind of control. He wanted Van Dijk, and they gave him Lindelof. You know, it's it's. it's <laughs> I find it weird though. Even Charlie Austin confirmed it, you know. The United went with Lindelof over him, over um, Van Dijk, because Charlie Austin was a Southampton at the time. Now, another thing that also, when I saw one tweet, the guy said, you know, he would prefer to. He said, he was talking about how he made progress, one of the guys on Twitter. And the guy said, someone replied to him and said, but Mourinho won three trophies, right? In that season, he won the, Cup, the League Cup and the Europa League. Then if you add the community shield though, but personally, so, uh, yeah, I, call it, I still call it a trophy though. It's still a trophy. We only won three trophies in that year, and you know, won the. And I'm, when the guy said he'd rather finish second and win the Europa League than finish win two trophies and finish sixth, I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, what's the difference? Because you you, you get Champions League for both. You see, you get Champions League football for both of them. Anyways, you get Champions League football one. Is that what's your problem? You get Champions League football. You also get is it money? The money doesn't go into your pocket. United already have enough money. So like, what's the difference? Second place is just the first loser. It's just the best loser. The rest just follows suit. At the end of the day, you don't get any trophy for any other positions there. You just get reward for being the best loser. 
so i'm still i'm still trying to think like how on earth does this whole thing make sense you know well <laughs> that's the whole thing about what i'm just talking about where they, they hated Mourinho and they didn't really like, they didn't like the fact that he was at united they didn't want him at united and they didn't like the fact that he was managing their club now all those he loves the club he knows the club he won't let it lose this this whole past year this whole past season has just shown that it's it's a ridiculous mentality to hold on to just because emotions football is a, football is a winner's business it's not something you do with emotions yes emotions come into play when you're on the pitch but the decision making side of football you do not make them with emotions because they can make or mar your season example chelsea chelsea just won the champions league last weekend i'm going to that point they just won the champions league last weekend they sacked frank lampard in the middle of the season and what because lampard everybody knew number personally i told a friend of mine reason he's a chelsea fan he's i told him that i am scared of chelsea now that they've sacked Lampard. I wanted what I wanted Lampard to do was that I wanted Lampard to stay there long enough. You know, he should win when he's under pressure. He should win some games, win some games. Then when the pressure is off, it will cool off. Then we start. We go back to his normal service. You know, I just wanted Lampard to stay there long enough because I just like this trust the process nonsense that's happening at Arsenal. It will happen at Chelsea, and I'm like, finally, Abramovich is a very serious chairman. He's not going to play, and he sacked Lampard. It caused uproar. Chelsea fans were crying. Da, 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 da. This is what I said. This for me. If you're an owner, make decisions and ignore these fans. They love all these fans. They care about emotion. They, they're just emotional people. They do not make footballing decisions. If they make footballing decisions, they would hire a, a whole host of their ex-legends like Dennis Wise, Cascarino, um, um, Viali. They would even hire George Weah. They would hire all their ex-players, even from the 60s and the 70s. Joko Amadeus, because of, he loves the club. He cares about the club. All of their stupid narratives. <laughs> I probably sacked him. I was like, I'm scared of Chelsea now. Because, first of all, I knew they were, I thought they were not going to finish anything with this. I, thought, I knew they were going to finish trophyless with Lampard. But I said, now that they have a serious manager who knows what he's doing, I'm scared that they could win trophy. They could win, they could win at least a trophy this season or something. And I was proven right that they actually... They had to go to the final of the FA Cup. They lost it. But they won the Champions League. And they won it in the way of Mourinho. This is why when people say Mourinho's tactics are outdated, I find it weird, you know, because this is the same tactic that won Villarreal the final, that won Leicester the final, that won Inter Milan the Serie A, and also won Atletico Madrid the La Liga. So you're seeing enough of it. This is a, a lot of proofs to show you that all these tiki taka nonsense, pass, 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 and inshallah. Yes, it works sometimes, but it doesn't work all the time. You know, you most likely get by with a good defense. You win tactics with a good defense. Liverpool, till they signed Van Dijk, they were just scoring and concerning goals. It was just, it was just um, gung ho. You know, score, I score, I score more than you, and we win. Whoever wins, they win 4 3, 3 3 1, 3 2. You know, all this kind of. Go- but when they brought in Van Dijk, they won 14 of their matches by a goal margin. This is they won the league. You know, so they won a lot of their matches by, go- by a goal margin. So you see what a defender can do, Ruben Diaz too, for example. Although Manchester had the second best defense previous season, but Diaz made their defense extra, extra hard. So they won a lot of games by one nil. If you check Manchester season, league season, they won a lot of games one nil. They won Sheffield one nil. They won it on the two legs, over the two legs. And Sheffield is a team that people used to beat four nil, five nil, you know, really beat convincingly. But Manchester won by one nil. You know, people were they winning a lot of games one nil, two one by close margins because of a quality defense they beat west ham 2-1 you know there are many games like that 
And so, the defense wins you titles. Even Fergie said that. Attack will win you games, but defense will win you titles. Because there are games where you probably need to win by one new. There are games where your attackers are not on their day. And they'll keep missing chances. Your defense has to step up to prevent, you know, the goal from... Prevent, prevent, prevent the opponent from scoring. Your, defense, your, defense, your attack may only have it in them to score only one goal. Then your defense has to do the work to prevent them from, from losing that goal lead. Moving on. So in the Champions League final, like I said, I'm going to talk about the defense, obviously. Champions League final happened. Obviously, the Europa League final has passed. And, you know, everybody cried. I did enjoy the, the banter, I'm not going to lie. Because I didn't want to Because I, I was happy that Mourinho was doing proven right. Because, like, I can't imagine young games disrespecting Mourinho. Especially when, I mean, all these 16-year-old Twitter guys. I mean, come on. First of all, yes, they have criticisms of Mourinho that are very valid. And I respect that. But their criticisms are not valid. They are clearly agenda-driven. And these are the ones that, I, that, I, that amuse me a lot. So, the ones who are agenda-driven are the ones I'm really taking the dig at. You know, don't get it twisted. If your criticism against Mourinho is valid, fair enough, I support it. But if it's agenda-driven, then it clearly, clearly makes no sense, especially when it's hypocrisy. If you give Oli a pass for this, then Oli... But then again, I want Oli to stay as long as possible because you know, the longer he stays, the better for everybody. <laughs> oh my God! So, Champions League final happens and Chelsea beat Man City 1-0. Now, the, when immediately I saw the lineup, I was like, Guardiola is crazy. He's crazy and he has nobody to tell him that. Do you know that this man, for the past, since 2016, was it 2015 or 2016, he joined Man City? I think it was 2016. 2015, 16. It was 14, 15. Then it was 15, 16. Then it was 16, 17. 15, 16 was when Leicester won the league. So after Leicester won the league, um, he joined. He joined City. And that was the first season when he. You know, he was losing a lot of games, the defense, then he threw money at the situation, took out, changed the fullbacks, brought new fullbacks, changed them again, brought new... You know, he did... He guys spent lots of money. If I spent like a 400 million in one window at one point, spent... Really went out and spent loads of money. Spent 400 million across the two, three seasons. Spent loads of money. In fact, he spent the two Man City's net spend from the last 10 years to a billion pound. In fact, when is it Man City spent a billion pound since 2011? If you check it, more than 50% or almost 50% of that spend was Guardiola alone. And this is the same time frame when they had Pellegrini and also Mancini. So Guardiola alone spent a lot a lot of money. Now when he brought in his guys, brought in his guns, on Sunday, Saturday rather, this guy started a Champions League final with his two defensive midfielders on the bench, Rodri and Fernandinho. I was... I was personally I, I didn't like Chelsea. I don't like Chelsea. Everybody knows I don't like Chelsea. My friends know I don't like Chelsea. I never liked them. I I just respect that time I wasn't a football fan. They were the ones that were winning, the ones that were very popular. It was Chelsea or Manu at the time when I was a child, when I was a kid. And I grew up and I said, nah, I don't want to follow the crowd. And I found sports and I follow sports. Then I didn't like Chelsea also because like obviously the 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 noise evolution, not a dig, it's just you know banter, like I said. The noise pollution from Chelsea. The <laughs> the noise pollution from Chelsea whenever so in 2012 when they even won the Champions League Champions League if I went to play against Barcelona I wanted Barcelona to beat them so much if I went Barcelona scored the offside goal I was happy but when they ruled it out for offside it hurt me so much so I've never liked Chelsea I still don't like them the only scenario where I would ever support Chelsea is if they are playing Arsenal so I hate Arsenal more than Chelsea and <laughs> that is just the only scenario so when they Played that fine. I saw that lineup. I was like, God, this man is an idiot. 
Because first of all, you need I knew Kante was playing. Kante's energetic. Kante's gonna be everywhere. You need somebody to match Kante's energy. Gundogan can't match Kante's energy. Forget all of that. He can't match Kante's energy. If I was glad, I mean, you played two DMs. You played Fernandinho and Rodri against PSG, right? You shot you shot up a lot of the PSG attackers and their movement. Why not do the same thing in the most important game of the season? This is when you know you need to experiment. Back to when I was talking about, he's got a little adjoint. He has always been fond of this nonsense. Always experimenting. Obviously, you go ask. I'm not going to be among these people who will say he was overthinking. No, he wasn't overthinking. He was outclassed. He was well, he made a stupid decision and he was dis- he paid for it. Back in 2016, it's as if Pep just has this thing about him. He just has this brain fart where he just says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jinx, I'm going to ruin everything with my own hands. If I'm a City fan, I'll be, I'll be livid. If I was the owners of Man City, I'll be livid at Pep. Although the owners of Man City don't know much about football. Let's be real. They only know about spending money most of the time. So they may not really know these explanations and all these tactics. They just want to spend and win their trophies, you know, and move on. I looked at the lineup, played Gundogan as the, as the, as the DM, played a 4-3-3, played Gundogan, played Mares, played um, Sterling, played De Bruyne as a false nine, played Fordin, excuse me, Played Fordin and I forgot the other midfield that he played. He plays in Chenko at left back. Now, the Chenko at left back, I'm not, I'm not really critical of that decision though. Even though personally Cancelo would have been better, but I don't really think I'm critical of that decision. Zinchenko, because he played okay, maybe not as good as. But Zinchenko's frailties wouldn't have been noticed if Guardiola had done the right thing. What would he have done? Simple. Play Fernandinho and Rodri as your two DMs. Because first of all, Kante is energetic. Kante is going to be everywhere. So you need those two guys to match Kante. If I play Rodri alone, Kante will get... Rodri, if Rodri will get pulled around, I wouldn't even try. So I will play Kante, Rodri and Fernandinho. Play De Bruyne as a 10. Then I will play Foden on the left. Pull Mares on the right. And pull Aguero centrally. And I would still be able to knock it around and do what I want to do. Rodri is an excellent... He's good at with the ball. Fernandinho is good. So you'll be able to move... Even although... You may lose Gundogan's, um, you know, movement and some of his dangles. But then again, you lost it. You lost Gundogan's this anyways by, by playing him, <laughs> by, by not by, by not playing him at the right spot. Or even if he wanted to do that, even if he wanted to play a goal off the bench, could have still played the burn as a first nine, and put Gundogan, you know, behind him, and then you know the tactic would have worked either way. So obviously, I'm not a tactician, but for somebody who there was a video out when he was talking about how Chelsea play, how Chelsea. They, 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 they arrange, they flood the middle, they force you wide. You know, all these tactics he was talking about in one of the video videos. And then people were like, oh, he has figured us. I'm like, no, in mind, I'm thinking, if he has figured you out, that's one thing. But for him to counter it is another thing, which he failed to do. He went there, he probably wanted to go all out attack against them and thought he would, but which, which was a dumb idea. Personally, there's, this is why I said Mourinho, I would always pick Mourinho over Pep in the final. Because Mourinho would never make that mistake of starting the final without a DM. He would he would place he would rather plug himself as a DM than than play no DM at all. That is that is the most this is pep, right? In the quarter there's a reason why I was even surprised Mass got to the Champions League final, I'm not gonna lie. Because I expected him to bottle do this this nonsense he did. I expected him to do it in the quarterfinals because that's what he always does. 2015, Monaco, 2016, was it um Spurs? I think it was Spurs. There was Monaco, there was Spurs, no Liverpool Monaco, Liverpool, Spurs. Leon last season, this every of these matches he has done something stupid that's ended up costing Man City the match. Should we talk about the sports game? I remember that one very well because I'm a sports fan and I watched the match. I didn't watch the first leg though because I was I was you know I was quite angry at sports at the time. I didn't watch the first leg. 
Spurs won one nil. They beat they beat Man City one nil. He didn't play the burner in that game. He played the burner in the second leg at the Etihad, and Spurs ended up winning by away goals. Should we talk about Liverpool, where he you know his decision? I didn't really watch the Liverpool game also. Decision making also tinkering, not going with what you know, what you, what you know, going with trying trying new things in the wrong time at the wrong time. We're going to talk about um, the previous, the, the, the Monaco game, even the Lyon game last season, going, going with three at the back. I was like, what is this? And sometimes when, when you see Pep do these things, you just say, they're not going to win this match. You just know it. They're not going to win this match. And they didn't. You know, the Lyon game last season, I even laughed. I laughed really loud because I was like, these guys are jokers. This season now, I'm surprised that they even went this far. I thought they would get knocked out by maybe PSG or even Motion Gladbach. I thought they would get knocked out by Machine Gladbach or PSG or probably any of all these other teams on the way or Dortmund even. Surprise. Now they, they got to the final. I thought, okay, fine. Maybe Pep would be able to do something. And then he goes out with that lineup. I was livid because I have a lot of fans, friends who are Chelsea fans. Most of my friends are Chelsea fans. And I didn't want... I, the, the way my United were so silent. I loved it. And I wanted that level of silence from Chelsea. And this man just went ahead and did. immediately I saw that line about like God, this guy has brought noise to this to this country, to this world. He has brought noise to this world today. And he did. And he lost it. Good goal by Havers though. But obviously Edison could have been would have been sent off if Havers didn't score that goal. Probably via check. Then Werner obviously was on his goal missing uh, parade. His goal missing best. <laughs> doing his best possible impression to miss the goal. I'm very sure he was wearing a Man City shirt. It's probably, somebody said he's probably the kind of guy who would do an assignment, do it really well, and forget to submit it. That is what, <laughs> literally the perfect description of it. I saw it on Twitter. The tweet really did numbers. Um, I, I, I won't say... Uh, I'm surprised, though, that Chelsea won the final. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, obviously, I don't believe in all these um, superstitious things where people start drawing numbers. Saying, oh, in this year, this is what happened last time. No, nah, I don't believe in all that bullshit. All this must say Chelsea, Chelsea nobody's des- destined to win. Ah, oh, no, bullshit. Man City played into Chelsea's hands. And by bringing on Aguero too late, in fact, if I'm looking for a goal, I'll bring on Aguero at 60 or 70 minutes. He has something to prove. Put him on, let him get at that Chelsea defense. Yes, yeah, we know. And, and the stubbornness to not even bring on the DM later was really, really funny. The center backs had no protection. Stones and Diaz were just being given, they were just being run at it. The goal Chelsea scored, I looked at it, I look at it, this guy gets the ball, plays into the space in between the centre backs. There's no DM there to even prevent that pass. There's no DM there to even press that. I'm like, it was all at attack. And then they play the ball through and have as, you know, round keeper and scores. Now, this, this, losing this final for Pep reinforces a lot of opinions about him since he left Barcelona. That he can't win the Champions League without Lionel Messi. He can't win the Champions League without Xavi and Iniesta. Is it? Is it? Are you really going to argue that? Because let's be real, Xavi and Iniesta—they're one of the best ever in terms of retaining the ball. You will never get the ball if those guys are with the ball. Never, never. You would never get the ball. And if you don't get the ball, how do you win the game? This is this is literally. This was Barcelona at the time. You know, this is Pep Barcelona then. Midfielders like Xavi and Iniesta, you would never, and they were so in sync with Sergio Busquets. You know, the midfield trio at the time, Barcelona. Then he played the first nine, Messi as the first nine. Then I think um, Eto, I think Eto at some point. I, I, I think they get mixed all the time. Then there was Pedro at some point. No, David Villa and Pedro. Villa and Pedro at some point it was Eto. It was Eto at some point. 
for you know where to went to. So it was Pedro, yeah, the Champions League final 2011 against Man United. It was Pedro via Messi as a false nine. Now, when you you see this, you watch this game. You watch that game. Messi obviously very fantastic footballer. So there are things he was to do that were ordinary, out of the ordinary. So there's there's a tactic in place. Yes, Guardiola had a tactic, a pattern his players must follow. But there are players who just do who are so really good that they found find a way even in in, in the in, in the midst of tight when everything just there's no and they just bring out something. This this is what Messi is. So then Xavi yes, obviously very fantastic footballer. So you have these guys, these guns. Just don't. So, winning two Champions League with them, for Guardiola to win his Champions League with those guys, I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't really surprising. And it's when he left, obviously, people were like saying, and then Luri Enrique comes in, wins six trophies in the first year, wins a domestic treble, and wins the other three, wins the Club World Cup, wins the um, um, Super League, Super Cup rather, and wins the, there's another trophy he won, the Copa the, the Super Cup, the, the, the Spanish Super Cup rather. So he wins, does a clean sweep of all the trophies in the six. And this is somebody who won, who wins it without Javi and Iniesta with the MSN. Obviously, Javi was retired at the time, but Iniesta was still playing. But the MSN was still there. The MSN were there, and they also created a team, a front three that was so devastating that you know they won trophies. Then you move on to you, you, you never, since that I missed all this. Guardiola hasn't won the Champions League. He hasn't got to a final. Nothing. This was his first final since 2012 or 2011, if I'm not mistaken. 2012. Even just. I keep mistaking those years, but this is his first final. I think 2011. This is his first final since 2011. So you can see that there is something wrong with Guardiola, his tactics, especially when when he doesn't have, you know, message. And you you could argue, oh yeah, well he's winning little. Yes, he's winning league titles with the best teams that the best team, the teams with the, with the endless amount of cash. The teams at Barcelona, fine, there was a bit of a debate, but Barcelona was. Arguably the unbeatable team in, in Spain. It took Real Madrid to just break their dominance in the midst of that. They had, but the majority of the time they were winning the leagues back to back. You know they were dominating Spain. He went to Bayern. Bayern, Bayern are the undisputed. In fact, if I'm every time, I'm sure the other teams in Bundesliga are just fighting for second spot because they know Bayern Munich are gonna. There was one, I think it was last season when Bayern Munich were fourth in December. Borussia Gladbach or Leipzig were top of the league and it looked like those teams were gonna have a new champion. And then these guys come from nowhere, and then they they win it. They win it around December. I'm sorry, around um, April or something. They win it even before the season ends. So Bayern Munich have always had it in them to to win this trophy. Now, fast fast forward to this season that just passed through. The same thing, you know. Even with a very bad and porous defense, they still win the league again. So. Guardiola winning the league, there was we went to win Champions League and he couldn't win the Champions League. He kept going out in, in, in key matches like the semi-finals or the final or the quarterfinals. Semi-finals was kept going out, going to the semi-finals. He comes to Man City now, the same thing. Now they have endless bank accounts, they have an endless pool of cash to spend. And they spend and spend and spend and win the league. But he hasn't won the, you know, he couldn't win the Champions League again. Because now even when he goes to the final now, he can't win Champions League again. I don't trust him to win the Champions League final, that's the truth. I don't trust Guardiola to win the Champions League final, I don't. And it's just reality the situation in in the future would it change depends but i don't i have a lot more um a lot more hope in setting other managers to win champions league than pep because it's it's clear that he's gonna he's going to use his hands to ruin it by himself so <laughs> he's gonna he's, i'm sorry but it's just the truth he's gonna ruin it by himself with his hands moving on was um 
uh, <laughs> it was really really weird that that Chelsea and the fact that Chelsea won the second Champions League. <sighs> it was really no, and and people were actually going to do Thanksgiving in church <laughs> in churches. <laughs> yeah, I found that funny. But the, the beauty of football is that it, I, the, the final, the two two finals, showed me one thing, you know, in, in football that either way there are two sides of the coin. There's a guy who, for you to win, for you winning, there's other side. There's a person who's crying for losing. It's a man. Obviously, it's a game. It's a, it's a game of winners and losers. So you have to be ready for the for whichever. The, the motivation of lo- losing should give you motivation. To come back in fact you should never be happy that you lost you shouldn't be you shouldn't be saying oh i need a silver medal i did very well to get this far no you should cry that you're lo- you lost you should be sad that you lost because it's a very bad feeling to lose i don't play professionally but i've played you know amateur le- no mature level dressing because the one who just kick do a kick about kick about to do in the streets and just kick about so i have lost before so i know what it feels to lose imagine losing at that big stage when the stakes are even higher you know, it's not, it's not really been fun. 2019 Champions League final, Spurs losing that final to Liverpool, it really hurt me so much. You know, you know what? In fact, on that ninth, the ninth of the final, 1st of January, I slept. I was having dreams of what, like, even me, I was trying to get into the game and play it. Like, that was how upset it made me. You know, it really hurt me for like a week. It took me days to get over that loss of that final. So I understand what Man City fans are going through right now. I understand what my United fans are going through. The loss is so painful that you you would have it in your head that you can actually go back there and do something but you even though you can't really do anything but you just you just believe that you, you just the, the, the video keeps playing in your head this is why i didn't want to watch the league cup final the league cup final that sport lost to it hurt me a lot because i kept thinking of sissoko losing his marker he lost laporte for, to get the head and laporte won the head, head and scored do you know how painful that final was for me it it hurt me it took me a week to get over that final Losing a final is not fun at all. It is not fun, especially if you're a fan of the team that lost. And Chelsea fans, obviously, they will understand 2008 final, they lost. My other fans, they will understand 2011 final, they lost. Champions League final, they lost. Liverpool fans will understand the 2018 final, they lost. So losing a final doesn't really mean... It, it means that you probably have to just be motivated to want, not want to let it happen again. It means good recruitment. Now, it leads me to Spurs. Spurs are so stupid. They are a very annoying team. <clears throat> A team who lost the Champions League final 2019, what will happen is you will look at who lost to that final and you're going to ship them out. You're going to ship them out, you're going to bring in new guys. That Champions League final, who lost that final? Who was the main culprit for that Champions League final? Musa Sissoko. Now, you could argue Sissoko, it wasn't his fault, you know. Yeah, it was his fault because, you know, you can't tell me these players are not briefed about the rules. They, they, always t- they can't tell me they don't tell them the rules. There's a reason why players do not protest that they never knew this new rule is here. Because they always tell them. They, a lot of them probably don't even read it. Probably don't even know what's going on. Raising your hand in the box. Trying to point in the box. And then Manny plays the ball and he hits. Yes, so you could argue oh, it wasn't a handball. At the time it was a handball. I was given as a penalty. And scores considered a penalty. Now, Sissoko isn't a footballer who... I don't. I, don't, I, I wonder how that guy made it as a footballer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how he made it as a footballer. All he does is run, run, run. He has very awful first touch. He's very, he has very bad first touch. He he has no creative ability, none whatsoever. He has a very poor shooting ability. His stronger foot is his right foot. His left foot is even worse. So clearly, he has zero. This is somebody who has scored only five goals or four goals for sports since he joined. Although all he has is his strength and running around with the ball. And <laughs> 
I still wonder how he's able to have this much caps for France. I don't know what he does for France that makes them keep calling him up. Whatever it is, Deschamps, good luck. So, so, so like, he lost to that. He, he's probably make up. Look at Liverpool. When Carrius was corporate, a corporate for those, those goals, cover for those goals, what did they do? They shipped him out. People would get argue, oh, how would you do that? It's not fair. Sorry, football is a business. It's a winner's business. So you have to be ready for rejection. Ship him out to another club. Sports not only do that. They give him a new contract. They give Winks a new contract. They give Davies a new contract. These are guys who should be sold already. It was time to move them on. They've stayed more than three, four years at the club. It's time to move these guys on. And then they give them a new contract. I was... Okay, okay. Well, it's clear you guys are not a serious club. And then... This season, last season just passing, they, they, we keep seeing them make the same horrible mistakes and everything. Fine, it was fine they moved on Trippier though, but they could have done a lot more surgery by sending a lot of them out, shipping out a lot of them. 20, this final, sports get to a final now, again. I will tell you this, a lot of all these guys, these dead wolves that should have been sold, are still there. They are still there, soaking up wages, contributing nothing. And they run to the Champions League final in 2018-19 season. Dele Ali was so non-existent. In fact, people would say, "Oh, he made he had two assists in the Champions League semi-final." I assure you, those assists he made, he himself he explained that he didn't plan them. The first one that Lucas Moura went in and scored, he said, he admitted that you know he was trying to dribble the player, and Lucas Moura just goes in and you know plays it and scores. The last one he did, where he he flicked it on for your he flicked it on. It was your rent, he was trying to flick down for your rent and Lucas Mura comes in and scores. So Dele Ali didn't plan to make those Dele Ali doesn't make didn't make plan to make those assists. They were just, you know, he fell on them and then so a lot of his fans always want to bring up this. The dead woods at sports is what is hindering sport. I'm seeing somebody say, oh, on Twitter, oh, sports should deserve to, to have trophies that are no, you don't deserve to have trophies if you have this much dead wood in your club. It's common sense. Every other club will ship out these guys, but you will still keep them here in the hope that they turn out good. And then you get surprised when they do the exact thing you expect them to do. For example, I'm, an, I'm a normal fan, right? I'm a normal guy. I'm not even a professional. I don't have access to the technology that these top-level coaches have where they analyze opponents. But I know very well that Davison Sanchez, if I was to play against Davison Sanchez as a footballer, I know what to do if I was a footballer. Obviously, I'm not professional, so obviously he, I, won't be able to, I, won't, I won't be able to do this realistically. But if I had a team of footballers... Are professionals, I know how to probably coach them against certain of all these team sports guys because clearly these players they have deficiencies. I know very well that Eric Dyer can't jump. I know Eric Dyer can't jump. He, he always lose, he's always very bad at jumping. Example, Cavalewin. Opening day of the season, losing his he lost a head uh, he lost a header to Cavalewin. Cavalewin is a very good head of the ball, but Dyer should have done better there. That's one. Two, should we talk about the Southampton game? This wasn't a header though, but the fact that Ingles was able to get in between Diane Sanchez and score. That's two. Three. We we'll talk about the um, Liverpool game at Anfield. That was the turning point of the season. Sport at the top of the league at the time. It's one one at Anfield. Liverpool play a corner. Eric Dyer, his drone was blocked. Rather than trying to chase your marker, he falls to the floor. Should I talk about the Fulham game? Where Cavalero? Cavalero is five feet nine. Eric Dyer is six feet two. Cavalero are, are jumping Eric Dyer. In a game to make it one-one. There's so much examples. I know very well to say that now if I was to play Sanchez, I knew Davison Sanchez is very error prone. He's gonna to pass to the opponent. If you press him enough, he's gonna to pass to the opponent. Case in point, 
last season, Champions League, Cham- not Champions League, last season, game against Man City, Spurs won 2-0 though. But guess what? Davinson Sanchez passes the ball to Aguero. Aguero misses the goal, obviously, but imagine, passes the ball to Aguero. I will talk about um, the Newcastle game this season, where he plays the ball on, and passes the ball to open it. I will talk about the West Ham game at the start of the season, where he passes the ball to Antonio. To the opponent. Oh, we're going to talk about how Gundogan sat him down for the third goal against Man City. Yeah, he's supposed to be the fastest player and then he, he he was in front of the ball. I don't know how he ended up on the floor. Gundogan sat him down and Gundogan scored the third goal. So, this is Sanchez. Now, Aurier, Sejori, Sejori. I know his deficiency. I know very well that he's very European. He's going to make it. He's going to, if you commit him, he's going to make a lot of silly fouls that will cost you the game. Case in point. The lateral free kick, the free kick conceded against them um, West Ham for the dime when they scored when they played the cross and it became a 3-3 draw. Who considered it on that edge of, on the edge of that box? Spurs, knowing that these lateral free kicks are the deficiencies of this team, he keeps conceding free kicks there. He considered a free kick there. What happened? They crossed and they scored. Talk about the, the game, the corner. Liverpool game, the corner that Eridia missed, that Eridia misses Maka and Firmino scored from. The Liverpool game. Who, who considered that corner there? He was the one. You know, even when it wasn't necessary, he was the one. We'll talk about how... I'm going to talk about the Leicester game, the penalty. Where he gave away very stupid penalty. Where Fofana was trying to hit, but he was going away from the box. He goes and badges into him. Penalty. Leicester score, and then they pack the balls, and then, you know, the rest is... But Leicester went 2-0. Penalty, get the first goal, and then it's 2-0. I'm going to talk about then the most decisive game, in the League Cup final. The, cor- the corner kick considered was caused by Aurier. So, you're seeing that there's a pattern here on the part of these guys here. Oh, we're talking about Ben uh, um, Toby Adavered. Toby Adavered is a very, he's very slow. His legs are gone. He's slow now. I've seen Vardy turn him over. We've seen a lot of all these um, younger and athletic strikers. Uh, Richarlison. All these guys, they turn him over easily. Gerard is in experience. So, I'm not going to mention him that much. You go to the left back spot. Ben Davis. Everybody knows he's a very average footballer. Ben Davis should have been so long ago. Davis, yeah, it was good at some point. But after, when he was good, was has passed. It's time to move it on. Move on. He said he's a very solid player. Okay, fine, he's a very solid player. But that's all. That is all. That is literally all. If you if you're playing now, look at sports now, right? There's one thing I said in the Newcastle game. When sports drew 2-2, I said. You have four center, a back four. Now, was at that time the back four was Tanganga, Sanchez, Joe Rodon, and Reguillon. Now, I said that for Damien Sanchez to be able to play in the center back, in the, in in part of your back four, your other three three defenders need to be on top of their game. No one, I'm talking about no one is allowed to have an off day because Sanchez is always going to have an off day. The minute the other ones have off days, your defense is in trouble, and it showed that day. Um, Tanganga had an off day. Jerusalem was the only one that had an on that was playing well that day. Reguillon had an off day. <coughs> Rodon was doing the job of everybody. And Sanchez, who's supposed to be the oldest of all of them, and supposed to be the leader, was awful. Clearly, you can see the problem at Spurs. The problem is that these guys are still here. Now, there's an article that came out that Ore is planning to move on. That he wants, he doesn't want to sign a new contract. Hooray! Go thank God, please. If you can leave now, I'll be happy. The fact that a lot of these guys, the Davies, Oriye, Dyer, Sissoko, 
I mean, I'm not going to talk about Sissoko. Let's talk about the Zagreb game. The two goals, two goals considered were, were down to Sissoko. Losing his marker, not being aware of his environment. We'll talk about the game again, the first leg against Wolfsberger, where he considered a very stupid penalty. I mean, it's it's just when you have these guys, and then you, you go to you, you go to a final. One of at least one of these guys are going to play. One or two of these guys, they are going to play a final, and then they do they do what they they do what you expect them to do, what you know that they are going to do. Like they're not going to, and then you, you get surprised that you lose the final. I'm sorry, sports recruitment have been awful, and that's why they they've bottled a lot of finals in the recent years. Okay, which we look around the teams that have won finals. Which of their teams do you know they have players that you're always unsure of? If you're unsure of one player, look at Liverpool. When Liverpool were unsure of Lovren, Liverpool fans were like, oh, Lovren, oh my God, I'm afraid of this guy. Because they knew, and when he was shipped out, they had more confidence in their defence. You ship out the guys. Even Mangala, they said, the problem with sports is they care more about profits than actually playing, than actually doing well on the football pitch. And that's why Sanchez, because Sanchez is the most expensive centre-back of all time at sports. So they want to ensure and see that he can do well. Imagine somebody saying that with a good centre-back partner, that he can play well. This is sure these guys don't know anything about football. These executives don't know anything about football. They just care about balancing the books and making profits. And it's fair. But if you leave for people who know about football, just look for something else, somebody else to do. Hire somebody. Uh, don't give me side on Steve Hitchin. What an awful scout. Now, I've spoken about this some. I spoke about this in my last podcast about who I think sports should sign if they sell Hurricane. So, but if they don't sell Hurricane, this is what I think will happen anyways. But I've already mentioned that so I'm not going to go over sports again. But this was just a quick... And now they are without a manager. They are without a manager. Which is irresponsible. Now you sack Mourinho six days to the final. Which I didn't, still didn't support. It was a very stupid decision. I've spoken about it already multiple times. Now you sack him. Now you would think that these guys have a plan in place. Season is over. It's a week now since the season ended. A week or two. If I'm not mistaken, it's a week now. It's a week already. It's a week. Yeah, because I was uh, a week since season season ended, and now you still do not know. We don't have a manager. Everybody is confused on who the manager is gonna be. The reports that Peterson is gonna come back. I don't want Peterson back though. I'm gonna talk about that one. Conte is available now for free. Luis Campos was free. The scout at Monaco, scout recovery for Monaco's um, success in that season and Lille's success in that season. The scout, the guy director of football is available and he was given a free and was available for a long time and sports didn't even try to get him. I don't know what Steve Hitchen is doing that makes Levy thinks that Hitchen is a good guy for the job. And now now I think Campos is going to Real Madrid from what I saw. I probably have checked confirmation for check double check that also. So now I suppose I would have the manager. And the reports of the snow could come back. I don't personally know. I said I don't personally know to come back. He should stay. Because the reason why he was sacked to a lot of these guys, if you're gonna come back, he wants a lot more control. But I have your question about Mourinho or Pochettino. The fact that he said trophies bring egos. Yes, he has won two trophies at Ligon and in the French League. But he bottled the French League. I don't think you understand. Winning the French League with PSG is supposed to be normal. Okay? It's like going to his the, the Bayern Munich and bottling the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich and allowing maybe Mönchengladbach or Leipzig to win it it's not supposed to happen because why you have the resources you have the players everything available that is supposed to be a minimum for you and you go people say he went in half season no Tuchel came in half season at Chelsea and he won the Champions League with it so you know like it or not you have PSG the French League in fact Hansi Flick came in halfway with Bayern Munich and won the league so the excuses for Pochettino for me will not fly I don't want him back at sports. Personally, I don't. I don't hate the guy. He's a cool guy, everything. But I think it's not time. To, it's not time. It's too soon. Maybe years later, it's too soon for him to come back at sports. 
But the fact that a lot of fans are, are welcoming this decision, it shows that the lot of them stuck with nostalgia. They just love emotions and they're moved by emotions, which is fair. But the odd, I find it odd that you know these guys they re- then they want to act like they care about trophies, but I don't think they do. They just like their top four trophy, and it's annoying that I'm a fan of this stupid club with this stupid fan base. <laughs> I'm sorry for calling them stupid, but this annoying fan base and this annoying club. Oh God, where do I scratch that? But like I said, it's well. People people do things how they think they should and how they they want to. We'll talk about now. Conte is available. He left. Um, he left the Syria. Now he had arguments with the owners. Obviously, with spending, they wanted to raise. They wanted to sell some of his his players, and he didn't. He wasn't down for it. And then um, 80 million euros is where he wanted. He wanted to spend, you know, to go back, go out the league again, which is fair because he has seen his players and he knows he wants to reform. And then he walked. For me, that's a very good decision. You know, rather than tarnishing your image, you walk. If anything, what you want, you don't get in. You walk. You bounce. Nice stock is still available. There are reports that sports are interested in. Personally, my issue with sports is that, and a lot of all these sports fans or these top, top, top sports as I call them, all these ones who think that. They love the club. They know the club better than anybody. I mean, imagine what somebody was telling me that. Imagine, and and a lot of them can be very, can be quite xenophobic sometimes towards foreign fans. You know, there was one who was telling me that. I think there was one who was telling me that I need to know the objective of the club first. Da, 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 da. You know, things like this. You know, and he was trying to sound like he was trying to sound very xenophobic and condescending. Obviously, in his mind, is you foreign fan, you Nigerian fan. How dare you talk about you know my club? That, you know, he was kind of giving he was giving up these kind of vibes because he was clearly. Trying to tell me that I don't know the objective. I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking the aim of football is to win and win trophies. All this top four rubbish, objective nonsense. I'm not down for it. You know, <laughs> win some damn trophies. <laughs> you know what this? Are you not even ashamed that it's 13 years and you're celebrating top four and you love the club rubbish? Imagine one saying it would take 10, 10 tro- uh, three and a half years of Porsche over 10 trophies. I'm like, you just how it made you feel. Piss off, man. Like, and this guy was trying to go off with the toxic masculinity trope at Mourinho that time. When, when, in fact, this guy turned on Kane because Kane backed Mourinho. He said Kane is going off the toxic masculinity trope. Are, are you serious? These guys are mad. Like he was literally accusing Kane of the toxic masculinity. That went, uh, this, and I checked his pronoun, his Twitter. He has pronouns in his bio, him or how, or him or them. Like oh, one of those people. No offense to those people, but when I mean no, those people, I mean there's a way they think. You know, and, and the way they think most of the time tends to be out of when it comes to logical discuss- discussions, the way a lot of them obviously there are a lot of them who are really good people, like how they think, but like, the way a lot of them think, they they just the people who have pronouns in their bios, a lot of them they just think very weird. Not I don't say I don't care whatever I do with their private life. I'm talking about like in terms of other conversations that have to do with a lot of people, they tend to think very differently. You know, and it can be really, really frustrating sometimes. In the, their opinions can be very frustrating in many serious conversations. So I, for me, looking at the whole um, scenario, I want Conte. There's no way on earth that somebody would tell me that they would take Pep over Conte. First of all, Conte has won the league in his first season in five of his last seven jobs. Five of the last seven times in his first season, he has won the league. It's common sense. It's a no-brainer. Although the problem, I suppose, is that. If he's coming to sports, he has to ensure that he's getting the full back in. And thank God I like Conte. If he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to walk. And I would love that so much if he does that, if it happens. Come to sports, look around, tell Levy this is what you want. You sign them. If they're trying to be overbearing, you walk. All this, and when he's playing, when he starts dropping 
players like Dele Ali and all these wings and all these guys, all these top sports, if they can get angry, should hit their head on the wall if they're angry. I don't care. All these, there's a player in there um, for, for Dele Ali. This is excuse they don't really use. Kante has played under five different managers and he has won every single trophy that you can think about. And maybe not, not the Club World Cup and the and the um, um, Super Cup yet, but they might win it because they are playing Villarreal. Maybe they might win it. I don't know. They might win Super Cup. Depends. So, clearly, it is not to go this manager. Not, a top player will perform anywhere. He will perform under any manager. And Dele Ali is not a top player. Wings is not a top player. All these ones where they won manager, they started, they were all getting upset, sulking because Mourinho wasn't playing them. And then they play and they become average. And then you get, you, you're doing, there's a, there's a player in there. There's a player in there somewhere. No. He's an average player. You're just making excuses for him because he, because probably you, you are a fan of his or one thing. In my opinion, Conte comes in, go all out and do the business in transfer markets. Give him what he wants. Sell all these. All the centre backs are going to be sold anyway. Sanchez, take your loss and sell Sanchez. Cut your losses and sell Sanchez. It is too. It is obvious that he's not good enough. He's never going to make it at Spurs. The fact that he wants, he needs a centre back to babysit him means that he shouldn't have been our first choice, our most expensive centre back ever in history. It's time to cut. If it was Mangala, Man Spurs would have kept playing Mangala with his rash defensive tactic, with his awful defending. But you know, it is what it is. Like I said, that that's this is just what Spurs tend to always do: give average players contracts and you let them off the hook when they are clearly average and clearly not being good enough. But you know, and 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 that's 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 why the whole situation just makes me mad, and it's it's, it's irresponsible for sports to be like it's four weeks of preseason, right? And there's no new player in sight, there's no new manager in sight. All we hear is rumors and rumors. Oh, fine. Oh, it's the window's not open yet. Just when it opens tomorrow, Chelsea have signed. Sorry, Liverpool have signed Konati already. Yes, he will join them in training tomorrow. But you have signed Konati already. Leicester signed Sumari already. They signed Sumari since January. Maybe they're preparing for life after on Didi. I don't know. But people are making moves already. So this whole and these are clubs that are not in as much mess as sports. This whole mentality that the window has to be open first before sports start signing players. It's rubbish. Frankly, it's absolute rubbish. Because if you are if only when you are in you are in a serious mess than any other club. And we know how Levy is like when he's trying to sell all these dead woods. When he wants to demand top dollar, he's demanding Gucci prices for 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 players that have flea market value. Flea market, that is um, no flea market. Obviously, check flea market value. Check dictionary for that word. Obviously, <laughs> I I just find it weird that that sports have just and I don't know, man. Let's be real. I don't know, man. Because when they're talking about Kane, if I, if I were, I understand what Kane is going through, and maybe he's just trying to use his power to hold on, like I said in the last episode. And I understand perfectly where well, if I was in Kane's shoes, I'll do the same thing. I'll be getting frustrated because I'm a fan of the club and they're not doing what I'm seeing clearly. There's a path to take, and they're not taking that path. I'm sorry, man. I'll probably have to make, I'll have to ask some questions and, you know, have a sit down and talk because, you know, it makes no sense. But moving on, I think I. Well, that's, that's nice though. Welcome to this episode of the Neutral Podcast. Um, I'm your host. I have a lot more things to say. I didn't say a lot of them. I'll probably keep them up to the next episode during the week so I don't really bore you guys. But thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for being... But thanks for listening. Most importantly, I'm really your host, David, and I'll be back for another episode maybe during the week. Take care.